Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. Welcome to the podcast. This is going to be the 31st episode of... Shoot that shit. All right. Shit the shit. You get the shit. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. This is the STS Podcast. We're here to shoot the shit. And it's episode 31. And time is flying by, y'all. I can't believe we're on episode 31. It's almost the end of the year. It's December 9th, 2019. 2020. Good God, y'all. It's right around the corner. And make sure you guys follow us every step of the way 2020 and beyond it's the sts podcast 661 on instagram and twitter and we really appreciate all our followers our listeners another great episode for episode 30 make sure again you guys subscribe to us on um anywhere you can find your podcast any podcast platform the um it's gonna be apple podcast anchor spotify um we have also iHeartRadio. Just make sure you subscribe. Leave us a rating if you want. Tell a friend, y'all. And I really appreciate it. Again, y'all coming back. Returning listeners. You guys know the get down. This podcast, this episode, everything is nothing without y'all. So I really appreciate you guys tuning in, returning to the podcast, giving me a chance. Um, and hopefully to, you know, bring some light to your day, bring some enlightenment to your day, bring some laughs, bring some, uh, it can be anything. Like, oh, man, this guy's full of shit. Or, oh, man, this this podcast is called Shooting the Shit. It's really legit. Uh, we subscribe to that. Make sure you guys um, tell people, uh, you know, give us a listen. And the new people who took that advice, welcome to the show. This is the STS Podcast. And we had a great episode last week. Um, wasn't some, some topics were really heavy. You know, we had, the, we had the shooting here in the Valley Plaza. We had uh, a few things going on about, uh, you know, what we're thankful for, and we're going to dive into Thanksgiving today. We had a lot going on in the field. You guys hear Juice World in the beginning. Rest in peace, Juice, Juice World. Y'all, 21 years old. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what you, um, what life you live. Any type of life. This only life we get. 21 is too young to go. And that's something we're going to dive into today. Um... If you guys are looking for some STS podcast shirts, a DJ EC3 shirts, let me know, man. They're only $15. Christmas is around the corner, so look out for these. We're going to have some holiday deals. I think we're going to start establishing that also with the podcast. Um, DJ EC3 is a new mix. Check the mix out. Uh, it was We were talking about... Uh, we're actually going to have a topic today. You know, it was Jigga's birthday. Jigga man. We have... Sean Carter turning 50. That's definitely one of the topics we're going to get into today. Sean Carter turned 50. Uh, we got a Black Widow trailer we want to talk about. Um, fortunately, we have more tragedy in our nation, which has become a regular regularity. We need to um, really discuss if this is something that shootings are becoming, you know, a reoccurring theme, a, reoccurring theme, a, a, a regular occurrence, and we're just living in just, just another day. So what's up that I wanted to talk about today? And uh, before we do that, let the DLC tell you what you need to do. Now do me a favor. Let me in here. 
All right, y'all, I'm really excited for this week's episode, as I am all episodes, but I'm really excited for the shooting the shit segment. Remember, man, we're just here to converse lightly with no specific topic or objective in mind. I'm not here, I'm not here to change your mind. I'm not here to persuade you. I'm not here to force anything on you. You're on my podcast. You're on the shooting the shit podcast. And I almost want to shoot my shit. This is kind of like my therapy. This is a solo podcast. I don't have anybody to really talk to or just get anybody's um, opinion or I guess outside the fence or agreement, we could just share how we feel. This is how I feel. This is the STS podcast. Again, y'all, my name is Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. And I really, just looking, man, it's crazy how far you come. And just, you know, sometimes we have um, coincidences. And I'm just looking through my notes. And it's crazy how I would break down our podcast. I would have our segments and I have exactly what we would do. You know, it's kind of more rehearsed, I guess, right now. And shout out to um, Off The Fly. Shout out to my guy, Rob. I'm still going on the fly. Um, I just know what I'm talking about. And I'm just going about it. It's crazy how I would just do the welcome and thank you, introduce, you know, tell a story. This is actually the interview with... Um, Episode 5 guest, Pablo the Shark Rubio. But here I am, y'all. This is the Shooting the Shit segment. Welcome. I know I got off topic a little bit. And uh, just wanted to, just kind of what's going on. We are live in my room right now, the Batcave. It's been a crazy couple days. I know it's been, it's been a while since. It's been a couple days we dropped our last podcast. To give you the exact date. I don't have that. But a lot's going on in the world, man. A lot's going on, uh, and it's going by fast. Like I said, the year has been flying by. Uh, who would have thought we would be on episode 31? Uh, who would have thought uh, we'll see another uh, rapper in this generation this, who's in the limelight right now on top of his career is prime? Uh, another reoccurrence that he p- passed again. Uh, after Juice Row, we had another tragedy. So what's something we're definitely going to dive into? But something I did dive into, pause, was this turkey on Thanksgiving. Uh, that just the holidays passed. I know it was November twenty seventh was the last episode we dropped the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving was awesome when it's food and family and love. It's real fun, you know. I know um, with my mom's side, my cousins got snowed in. I know y'all remember that storm. That storm that happened a few weeks uh, on Thanksgiving, everybody got kind of stuck in L.A. You know, you, my cousins live in uh, Bear Valley, Los Angeles, Pasadena. Uh, they tried to get, they got in late, but it took over six, seven, eight hours just to get to Bakersfield. They missed on all the festivities. We had an early uh, lunch at, in Shafter. I've been in Shafter, California all the time, y'all. So it was, uh, that was my mom's family, and uh, it was it was real special, and it's sometimes special doesn't always mean a good thing. Um, it was a special occurrence because uh, this would mark the first uh, Thanksgiving without my Theo Rick. So that's why it's always really special in that aspect of I'll always remember it, um, how I felt. And uh, we won't go too deep into it, but rest in peace, Theo Rick. But we were at my Tia Betty's house and, you know, hanging out with my cousins. My nana was there, my Tia's, my mom, and my siblings. The kid, when we have the kids, too, you know, the niece and nephew, um, it's, it's a beautiful time. And you're really grateful, you know. Again, you just uh, you realize every year how fast, how how much faster time flies. And it's been it was a, it was a good Thanksgiving. Spent some time with my pops at the, towards the evening, you know, uh, 
separate families. I probably just, we go half days. I still go half days. 28 years old, still go half days. Uh, I spent time with my pops. That was a special one also. This is for a great reason. Um, this is the first time I've actually had a Thanksgiving with my Nino and his family. And so that was real fun. My Nino and my dad are real close. I'm close to my Nino. Shout out to my Nino. Shout out to Pat. Shout out to the kids. Um, they don't live anywhere near Bakersfield. They're down south. So we have Thanksgiving with them. And my grandparents, my aunt, my dad, and my stepmom. Um, again, my siblings. Uh, you love seeing uh, my dad being a grandpa. That's always a fun Fun thing, you love to see my grandparents interact with the kids and the babies, and we just, it's all day eating. Uh, we have some great conversations. Uh, one positive thing out of this, man, going down south, I actually got a gig uh, I booked in January, y'all, so that's going to be fun. January, DJ EC3 is going to San Diego. Uh, that's going to be something we're going to have a podcast on the road. We're definitely going to have a podcast on the road. Really looking forward to that. And... Yeah, yeah, I've off topic all the way. It's just gonna be um it was a good it was a good Thanksgiving. I hope y'all had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you guys got to share that time with your loved ones and I hope uh, today to just uh, be really grateful, not reminisce, but just enjoy soaking soaking the moment, man, because we're gonna like I said, we always say it's on almost every podcast I'm sure. Uh we only going through this life one time and sometimes you just gotta live in the moment. Just enjoy what you have going on and enjoy the ones around you. Uh, recurrence of um, that has been going on the last two weeks just in my life is uh, really uh, being grateful for who's around us because some people are not going to be here and it's it sucks, you know, but again, we have to remember that's life and unfortunately life's going to throw us um, those inevitable um, bumps in the road. So that was something that's going to be... Um, you know, every year we get to think, like I said, I think it's really important not to be uh, thankful just on Thanksgiving. I think it's really important to be grateful for the rest 365 every day, every year. And uh, shout to the family. It's always fun to, um, really grateful to do that. And really grateful to um, see my guy Hove turn 50. Jay-Z. Hove, King, uh, Brooklyn's finest, Sean Carter, S. Jigga, uh, H. O. V. Jay Z turned fifty. Man, y'all, we okay. This is why I'm excited for this podcast because I'm just going in twenty different directions. We have like two weeks of topics that I really want to dive into. And Jay Z turning fifty years old is one of those things I really want. I'm really diving into. If you guys watched the previous episodes, you guys know who. Um, the Big 50, you know who my favorite rapper is, or at least who I think is the best rapper ever, um, it's Jay-Z. Reasonable Doubt, classic, should have been triple. I I think if we, I just have, wait, wait, I don't want to repeat myself every time, uh, or be cliche about it. Jay-Z is uh, one of the rappers who always influenced me and always... Uh, I have a special memory for a lot of his music, especially where I was at at those times. Jay-Z's released so much music in between times. Uh, I love Reasonable Doubt. There's not a whack album from Jay, but when I was, you know, going back and listening to his catalog, if you guys seen his catalog was released on Spotify, Apple Music got some stuff back, so I was really happy to listen to uh, the Black Album, Kingdom Come. I listened to Blueprint 3. I listened to Magna Carta, Holy Grail. His new stuff, 444. Yup, man. And 
I kind of gained a new appreciation for Kingdom Come. I knew that was like his comeback, his uh, Jordan Wayne, the 4 or 5 album. Uh, he had some, I think this whole album, y'all, was great. There's 14 songs in here. I can't tell you which one I skipped because there wasn't any. It's impossible. Uh, this album, and this is before I'm not looking up, ain't this is just me remembering facts back in the day. Dre mixed this whole album. Uh, you could tell just how just just everything you hear that's coming out those speakers. It's beautiful production. I know we have Neptunes on there, Just Blaze. It was a whole album all the way, especially what it was at that time. Uh, I think one of the most slept on songs on that album was "Do You Want to Ride." I I wanted to just keep playing that again. On uh, that was again when he turned fifty. I was playing "Do You Want to Ride." Back to back to back. It was awesome. Um, 30 something. That's an underrated Dre beat, in my opinion. Uh, you know, the only song that's kind of, uh, it's out there, show me what you got. And you know why he did that. At the time, it was a beat. You had to make that, uh, you had to make that mainstream hit, uh, mainstream song. That was all over. I remember Monday Night Football. There was a couple, um, it was a big spot for him. I think they did the music video between the halftime show, actually. So, Kingdom Come was a really good joint, too. The Prelude, oh my god, the Just Blaze, Wild Stuff, the Black Album. Can you name a more, uh, a, there is no such thing. Can you name a perfect album in hip-hop? And there's probably one, and I like, and it's the Black Album. We're talking about perfect as in there's a song for the streets. There's a strong. There's a song for the for the hip hop heads. There's a song for the for the club. Change clothes is the joint uh, for the hip hop heads. Lucifer when that beat comes out, you know, justify my thug. When that beat drops, it, that's a rapper's beat right there. And uh, I think we need to give Jay Z a little bit more credit too. I guess that's why he's one of the best and why he's in my opinion number one rapper the number one rapper in hip-hop history uh his beat selection his beat selection y'all is tremendous off the charts there's no one to ten this is one of the um this is one of the, this is, this sets the bar, this sets the whole, um, criteria for what a beat, a great, um, beat chooser is, I guess you could say, or crafting A&R in their stuff, uh, at least have a good ear, Jay-Z has some wonderful beats on the Black Island, it's not even a, we could talk about, we can make a podcast just about the Black Island, you know, Fade to Black, um, I guess we go that direction, Jay-Z, man, just a lot of, uh, I took a lot of things from Jay just from business. I remember one time, you guys seen the Fade to Black documentary, I'm sure. If you haven't, check that out. Not hard to find at all. Fade to Black. Uh, he says, don't ever stop the music. I think he's in the studio with Pharrell. And he tells their engineer, don't stop the music. Anything but the music. And that's how we eat. You know, I, that's paraphrasing. But he's just saying, this, don't stop the music, Rick. This is how we're going to make the money. This is what's good. This is what's going to be uh, responsible for our climb to the top. And the, I remember <laughs> backstage, y'all remember that documentary? Oh, my God. I ain't gonna lie. I was, like, in my early years as a boy. And I see my first uh, uh, scene that I couldn't watch in front of the family. It was real, it was real crazy. That, that documentary <laughs> put me on game. Uh, the Blueprint. 
Good God. Talk about putting people on game. I think this was the intro to um, this whole new renaissance of New York hip-hop, of East Coast hip-hop. Um, that's a great... This is probably one of the best hip-hop albums. It's not... If you guys... You know, he had girls... You know, Izzo. But there was just something different. This is really Jay at his... It's crazy. Jay at his peak. This is probably his second win. He has about four or five wins in his career. But this is like... You know, he reestablished his sound. Reestablished that quality. I believe... Uh, this is just me. I'm not a hip-hop uh, expert in my opinion. I guess I don't have a doctorate. But I think uh, my opinion does... You know, matter to me, shit. I love my, uh, I love Jay Z. Uh, again, y'all, turn 50, man, which is crazy, you know. And this is something I really want to talk about with Juice World and rest in peace, Juice World. Jay Z's 50, and look how much he's accomplished. And he started late. He didn't drop his first solo till probably what, over, you know, I think he was over the age of 25. Um, it's that's why another thing I think that's why we talked about Jay Z has this longevity that will probably never be duplicated again. It's probably untouched now. Uh of this he has this longevity and this this gift to stay relevant and stay uh and this is why he's created the piece creating the the criteria, he's creating the uh the bar. He's raising the bar higher and higher because he continues to um not only adapt himself, but still create new flows, new sounds, new lines that people are going to be like, oh, they're going to bug out and still understand, just be like, oh, fuck, Hov's still teaching game. He's still giving you game. And that's at the point, that's, he's 50 years old. Imagine um, what happened if he would have went away at 21. What happened if Biggie got a shot at 50 or Pac? Everybody was passed if they got a shot at 50. So Jay-Z's really in a special place. I know Cube's around, Dre, Snoop, we're grateful for everybody um, in the game. Uh, of course, but I'm talking about Jay-Z right now. Jay-Z's 50. He got a chance to really live his life and establish what, what, the, music, what the music created, what the music allowed to be... Um, done what uh but the what the music blessed him with the music's the foundation for everything i believe with with this business with this um this topic we're not talking about this without the music look at the music that hove continues to bring and it's not this and let me tell you that i made this mix also my favorite jay-z songs those were just the songs on his solo albums what, what he's on by himself i try to make it without any futures um but we can't even talk about the stuff he did with Beyonce. Yay. Um, features. I didn't put any Jay-Z features in that mix. Uh, so, God, Hove has a catalog of music. And just to see what he's accomplished with his uh, Rock Nation, with all, all his business ventures. I can't even name one. We can't even dive into that. It's all from the music. And it's special. And I'm really glad that uh, we witnessed. to what I got to witness Sean Carter, 20, 50 years old. And uh, too many more. And sadly, Juice World. You guys know me, Chicago Kid. Uh, not his number one fan at all, y'all. Just a hip-hop head. And I just know another rapper gone too soon. Juice World died today. 20, 21 years old, y'all. 21 years old. Uh, died today. He passed away. Seizure. In some airport, I think in Chicago. I can't be certain. I'm just, I'm not an expert again. I'm just, this is just a topic I'm shooting this shit on. 
I don't know if I'm right or wrong. I'm, I'm just really, to the best of my knowledge, this is all this information is, to the best of my knowledge. Uh, we got introduced to, I got introduced to Juice World through um, his big hit. Let me just, and again, you know, this is how much of an expert I am not. Uh, but I do enjoy hip-hop, and I know, I definitely know when uh, there's some dope songs out, and there's, uh, you know, he was on the radio forever, uh, with Lucid Dreams, with Lucid Dreams, and uh, I like I enjoyed that song. I played it a few times. The kids, you know, uh, I be DJing, and at these middle schools and all these high schools, they put me on Lucid Dreams. Um, and man, y'all, he he passed away today. I think that's another thing. But really, uh, it's not we're accepting, but we're seeing a lot in hip hop. These young kids are passing away. Twenty one, twenty. Uh, this is this is crazy. Imagine any like I said, any type of thing you do in life. Life is too short, and just to let it go at twenty one, like good lord, that is, it's sad, man. It's, and I'm not saying these these youngsters are you know, I know it's self inflicted to a certain point, but I'm not saying he any nobody deserves to die, man. But. It's so crazy how all these rappers, Mac Miller, uh, Nipsey, Big, Pac, uh, Big Al. Big Al wasn't even, I bet you a million, he wasn't 27 years old when he passed. Uh, XX, uh, every rapper who's passed away, who's passed away before 25, there's so many. Uh, so many entertainers, so many artists. It's like... I'm not saying they don't want to, but damn, didn't they ever think, yo, I want to kind of, you know, let's live, let's live this right, let's try to live this life right, what the success, I know we're going to do our thing, and I know how, I know I would do my thing, I know, um, well, I would still think, I want to see what the, what the end game is, I guess, and I know we never know when the end game is, but just to reflect, like, Jay-Z could look back at Reasonable Doubt, Snoop could look back at, uh, Doggy style, Mick Jagger could go look back at his first, his first, um, his first album. He was twenty one years old. All these guys could reflect on what they did at twenty one, and it's so it's just so sad now that you know Juice World and I. And it's not gonna be the last time, y'all. We gotta be realistic and honest for ourselves. Uh, we lost, you know, so many rappers this year, man. 2019 went by so fast, but we wish we could make it go by a little slower, just to. Uh, at least the people who we know, you know, of course, with their families and my family, I had lost my, you know, with my family. It's a whole different ball game, of course. But just talk about these young rappers, man. Is I'm not. I don't know if it was drug related. I don't know what's going. Seizures happen though. I have a friend who has seizures a lot, and sometimes the body just does this. And I don't know, man. How can I say this? It's just they're not going to even see their mark on the world. And I know that's what everybody when we pass, then we're never gonna see it. But you know, you see the old timers now in music, and they kind of reflect on the careers and enjoy it, you know, and still be able to provide the game and provide their fans with some type of uh, with some type of homage to the past, what made them, what created them when they're, and you know, that's a time of their lives. But to you know, to be young again, it's kind of everybody's. Uh, that's kind of everybody's, uh, I guess, goal in life. I know some people want to live fast, die young. But we all, I guess, in the bottom of my heart, at least with me, I still want to be that old guy. But damn. 
when I was that age, or when I was 21, because I know what I was doing when I was 21, and damn, I'm, look at me now, you know, I'm 28, and I, if I was 21, I wasn't, I haven't even started yet, that seed probably wasn't even planted in the fucking ground of who I am now, uh, and it's sad to see, you know, sad people, and it's just not, just, it starts with Juice World, ends with uh, Easy, I only think Easy was that old, and he wasn't the first step in hip hop, but it's just a common reoccurrence, man, and just how hip hop, you know, some, we still do this to ourselves, and still, hip hop breaks our heart again. It's just sad. And Juice World, shout out to Juice World, rest in peace. I don't, like I said, I'm not an expert. My cousin Vincent, man, he's a big Juice World fan. I believe he's seen him at a concert a few times. Um, I remember when you down to Pasadena. And he, he got this vinyl from Juice World. I think he was just that, that recent with Robbery on it, that recent album with Robbery on it. I liked that. I remember we uh, did a album review for Juice World with Rob and I back on Off the Fly, and we discussed that album. Juice World was on, you know, I'm not saying he's the best rapper in the game, not saying none of that stuff. None of it doesn't give, that doesn't fucking matter right now. The man was successful. It wasn't like he blew after he passed. He blew up already. He was the, he was on the top five for a couple for, for I bet three four five months maybe longer. Look at the streaming numbers. That was he was alive to see So I guess that's another thing too. Once you see your success, you're always gonna you know the good die young. And it's another, we were just talking about this the other day also. It's so weird how we're talking about um, you know the good ones died young. And Juice World is definitely someone who left, who's going to leave their mark on the game. Uh, I don't know. I don't think my generation is really in tune with Juice World and what he's done. I don't really know exactly um, his roots, his beginning. I just know his last few albums. And I can recognize his voice when he's on a track. And he does a lot of features also. Uh, and that's what I like about this generation. You know, they really, uh, they're really they're in the lab working. They're in the lab grinding. That's what I'm sure every hip hop artist strives to be that. But rest in peace, Juice World, y'all. It's um, just something, man. Just it's sad. Jay Z just seen fifty, and uh, Juice World just seen. You know, he his birthday was just a few days ago. I think it was on the fifth, maybe the fourth. He just had a birthday, y'all. He just had his twenty first birthday. What the fuck were y'all doing on your twenty first birthday? It. So, um, I don't know what else to say, man. Just rest in peace, and hopefully we learn from this, man. I hope y'all take notes, and uh, let me tell you someone who took notes this weekend. Uh, Anthony, Anthony Joshua and my guy Andy Reese fought in Saudi Arabia, making some big money, y'all. Big money we made in the boxing world. Again, it uh, stopped for a second. We tuned in and watched uh, the heavyweight champions of the world fight uh, in the rematch. Let me see here. I don't know about y'all, but let me tell you what I was disappointed. Anthony Joshua defeated uh, Andy Reese in a, in a unanimous decision. And good God, my guy Andy Reese Jr. here came in, I think, 18 pounds over? Oh, good God. I don't know um, how to say this without being that being angry. I get pissed off when boxers come in overweight at a set weight. You know, we, we, we agree to come. Um, we agree to uh, 
a certain weight and you don't make that weight. I hate that. That's that's chicken shit. Um, it pisses me off, especially when you, you know these athletes. And I know it's, it's not easy to make weight. It's a whole different conversation, but uh, make the weight. Andy Reese, uh, God, the man overcame odds, uh, and he came over eighty pounds overweight. And the plan was, I remember, and I, I kept up with the percent. I'm, you know, you know, I love boxing. Uh, I've been keeping up with him, and his plan was to come to, to get him a little bit slimmer. Everybody was talking about him coming a little bit slim, a little more in shape, because you figured Joshua, uh, like I said, he was taking notes from the first fight. He ate Andy Reese up. Andy Reese had his moments, but uh, man, let me do. We're gonna do a live, uh, actually, a reaction to some highlights right now. I think that's gonna be a fun. That'll be real fun on the podcast. All right, y'all. I got these. Highlights of this this um Andy Reese versus Joshua two, uh you know at, again Joshua one his 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 record right now is at twenty three and one, uh he is now the IBO WBA IBF and uh WBO world heavyweight champion gold medalist y'all uh special athlete definitely a special athlete at six six with two eighty two inch reach it. It doesn't get any more gifted than that. Uh, Andy Reese Jr. Man, he is thirty-three and two. You can't be mad. You, you I'm not. You, I can't even say be mad. That's the, that's the wrong word. Uh, he's now a he's a former heavyweight champion, y'all. He is uh, twenty, thirty-three and two, twenty-two knockouts. Andy Reese uh, still has time to establish himself as a mainstay and a and one that's not going to leave in the heavyweight division 30 years old and my guy just partied a little bit too much uh he admitted that towards the end of the fight uh, i'm looking at this right now we're about to do a live reaction y'all let's just see what happens man he was he looked a little more my guy andy rich was looking real hefty here <laughs> But Joshua lost some weight, you could tell. Really, if touch, it was the opposite. It looks like it was changing roles here, man. Andy Reese looks a little, um, he looks big, y'all. Joshua's, you know, he keeps his distance. He got his 82 inch reach. So he definitely's gonna keep his distance throughout this fight. Uh, he's gonna have to, uh, really, uh, have Andy Reese take a chance. And, uh, he, they see there, he's getting caught. He's getting caught right now uh, with some good jabs, and he connected with a great right here. I'm looking at this great right right now. Again, it's so uh, that was a flush right in the first round. It's just it sucks to see Andy Reese, man. He know this is the biggest fighter's career. He came in as a big boy. He looks like he doesn't even belong in there. Every seen his appearance as a novice, a casual fan, he'll think, uh, "Oh, this fight's really over." And here comes here comes Joshua now. This Andy one two he came with the jab. Um, again, it's a real smooth jab here, but you see Andy Reese, and uh, he did throw the double jab, which you have to remember, Andy Reese does have some great hand speed here, and you see both of them hit each other with the left hook simultaneously. And man, you just hear, pause this, on the east side, man, we got some fucked up noises sometimes man at 3 o'clock in the morning, we have a fucking train, supposedly it's a train, slams on this slams so hard you can feel the vibration and hits the fucking house my house ain't new so duh, it's crazy now we have this fucking we i don't know if you can hear on the podcast but we had this lot large ass big ass 
low flying plane, uh, just soaring over my house right now, and God, it freaked me the fuck out. Uh, man, speaking of freaking the fuck out, let's, let's change the topic here real fast. We'll go back to this uh, Andy Reese and Joshua about today it rained in the field, man. Uh, you guys know me. I'm rocking my gym shorts anywhere I go. I'm looking super scruffy. Uh, good God. We went to the mall. It was about 65 degrees. Sun was hitting us. Like, damn, it's a little bit hot right now. I was my bro, my cuz. Uh, went, to, went to the mall. Went to go, you know, just window shop. Uh, we're about to go get some shoes, but didn't work out. I didn't really find anything we liked, or I liked at least. It went outside and uh, to exit. We're leaving. We go outside, and man, we thought it was fog from the distance going outside, you know, approaching the doors. We thought it was fog, and phew, wrong. It was raining pouring harder than i've seen recently which i'm not freaking out this is normal people we have to remember this people i don't know if you the majority are listening from bakersfield it's okay to have rain we need this uh please slow down please remember uh we're on fucking pavement with oil on it and we're driving on these roads uh that are not stable right now because i mean fucking places don't need construction or under construction don't get me started on that but man it was flooded here in the field not scary but damn you would realize if something really does happen like a dam breaking this place is gonna be flooded real fast and uh, nick with 30 minutes of hard hard rain did so definitely when i say there's some weird shit going on right now in the field we got crazy weather y'all be safe man y'all see people where people are passing away dying on these roads man people are dying on these you know when it rains when there's construction sites and highway 99 is under so much construction so many fucking arrows where to go and people remember too man highway 58 is fucked up too when we're going eastbound on 58 we have to yield two separate times unless like 900 feet which i don't understand what's the point we're getting we're getting congested right under the middle of the bridge i believe it's right by brundage or i'm sorry right by union right underneath that bridge we're getting fucking congested and it's dangerous man these people are going 80 miles an hour you want them to yield twice i don't know how they expect us to keep doing this for the next two years i don't see um, any reason not to think the fatality rate will not rise when these conditions that are natural, you know, especially when these conditions that are fucking stressful for some people who don't know how to drive, uh, they're strenuous under conditions such as uh, raining at it's raining, um, what the the high winds, just God, how do you not expect more fatalities? <laughs> it's just a dangerous, it's a dangerous predicament they put us as citizens in. And I know this construction needs to get done. I know it's going to be done. When it's done, it's going to be beautiful and benefit us all. But damn, let's get back to these highlights now. Joshua and the Reese, you know what? I take that back. Andy Reese, man, was really, um, he did lay him on. And I'm sorry, you know, I'm, I, I didn't see all of it. Um, I caught like I caught the last couple of rounds. Didn't see the beginning of the fight, so was, you know Reese was trying to establish that jab, which he does have, y'all. He has hands. Uh, looks like we're just jumping around six here. Uh, let's see what's going on now. Oh, with the Joshua just fucking laying out the left hook to the face. Reese is holding on. 
Oh, man, he's good, though. But my guy, I wish he came a little bit more thinner. He would have had a little more energy to keep going in and out, which he needs to do and just bouncing, try to get inside. You want to get inside with a big guy like that. Joshua, is, and especially when he's so motivated and he came in, in the prime condition of his life, you have to think, like, oh, man, he just hit him with the right, put his head back. But Andy Reese comes with the left, and he tries to fight to get inside. That's what you have to do. He looks like he's cutting his left eye also. You know, Joshua's mocking him now, his tongue out. See, Andy Reese is still trying to get it, but that's the end of that round. And I believe this was a unanimous decision, man. So that was, you know, that's what I expected. I didn't, and I thought, I figured Joshua was going to beat Andy Reese in less than six rounds because I figured Joshua would be in prime condition. And here comes, oh man, this is a great fight right here in the eighth round. The rest of is holding him back, but these guys are still throwing punches, and he needs to give him a warning. That's what he when you he calls a break, you gotta go for the break. But and you know what we and again, y'all, I know I'm talking shit about his weight, but we definitely need to give. Oh, Andy Reese came with the left right. To the fucking dome. Good lord. What an exchange. What an exchange. She made him feel him. Good god. Round 9. That was around 8. So round 9 here. Joshua knows that he just, he's. Oh Joshua him with the 1-2. And Andy Reese. Whoa with the sledgehammer with the right. And man Andy Reese has power y'all. Andy Reese definitely could, could, could cause some concern for anybody who's in that ring with him. And look what he's doing to a condition Joshua out of shape. Imagine if he was in shape and he was able to um, get in the ring with these guys. Think of Joshua throwing bunches. I'm sorry. Throwing punches and bunches. This is a great fight here. Again Andy Reese is cut that left eye. I wonder how much that bothered him. And he's still coming though, y'all. But then again, we have Joshua here holding back with his head. It's so illegal. Why don't they call that? Do not like that. That's a clearly illegal tactic that he used. But he comes to the right. Andy Reese is still trying to get in the fight here. Still trying to get inside his opponent. Asking Joshua to stand toe-to-toe with him. And it's a Mexican, a Mexican fighter. He, you know, he's holding it down. He has heart. Andy Reese, you know, he might be soft-spoken, but this man does have heart, and he's willing to exchange, and he will exchange. Um, he's one of those boxers, definitely, that will leave it all in the ring. Uh, I don't. I want to see a part three. Let me tell you something. I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. Not a conspiracy theorist, uh, especially with boxing. But this is what I would. I'm thinking what Andy Reese is doing. He knew, you know. Uh, he had this money, won this bout, probably the biggest upset. It was something that probably wasn't planned. He fought twice in six weeks, mind you. Um, came in good condition, and he beat him. Became heavyweight champion of the world. This is a whole new life for him. Uh, I'm sure he thought, fuck, I could get away with slacking this off. And if I lose, I lose. But I'm still, you know, I'll go out there. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm still going to fucking try to rip his fucking head off. But you know what, man? Let's enjoy this one a little bit. Let's get there. Let's put our heart into it. Let's get there. Let's do what we gotta do. Let's grind. But um, let's take you know. Let's enjoy it. Let's go out. My boys, my fam. I'm sure I don't know if you have any family kids. Let's enjoy this shit though, y'all. This is for y'all. This is what we do. Let's enjoy. It. Let's live in the moment, like I was saying earlier. Let's live in the moment. Let's put on 15. Want to know why we can live in the moment? Because if I lose this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to get my third bout anyway. They're going to give me a rematch. I'm the champ. So don't be surprised, though, if Andy Reese did that. Andy Reese, uh, and I'll blame him. Can you blame him, y'all? This man is, um, you know, he's overcome the odds. He's not a fucking rich 
wealthy boxer. He doesn't have generational wealth, nothing like that. So he's able to, um, again, with the weird noises, don't know what the hell that was on the east side. Good God. Y'all seen a live, um, a live reaction right now. Good God. There's some loud noises everywhere, man. Goodness, it scared the shit out of me. Um, so when you have a boxer like Andy Reese, who's fulfilling his dreams, able to provide for himself, his family, I'm sure his his inner circle, uh, and he's about to make double that, and we're gonna get paid for this fight, mind you, um, thirty million, maybe excess of thirty million dollars. God bless him. Uh, he is in a position to call his shots, and I'm sure he did think, hey, if I do lose this fight. Um, we're going to get the third bout anyway and probably get the same amount of cash. And this is, and we could come in shape. We could take it a little more serious. We could uh, sell the story of retribution. And, um, you know, I admit, and he did admit that he was off his game. He partied too much. He didn't, uh, he didn't take the necessary measures to come in peak condition. Uh, maybe he needed that loss um, and that back against the wall mentality like Joshua um, to get in peak condition. Like jo and Joshua also, he recognized too, like, damn, I can take the L any night now. It's possible. I can't overlook these opponents. I can't um, underestimate my opponents. I do have to come in peak condition because this shit can be taken away in one day. And I am a special boxer so Nick, he did he got in condition you could tell by what he how he looked he was about 10 pounds lighter and uh maybe Andy Reese needs that now he knows recognizes that uh this life right here if I want to maintain this um this growth and I'm 30 years old and I still have about three four years of getting this money let's do it smart let's do it right so I really um I I, I guess I want to see a part three um I need to kind of. I need to check out my box. I got some. We got some boxing bouts coming up, but I need to start recapping. There's been a lot of <laughs> boxing matches that happened in the last couple of weeks, and I need to start talking about that a little more. I need to start paying attention a little bit more. Uh, again, I don't watch it like I do wrestling, but damn. So, Andy Reese is probably get that rematch part three. Do I see Joshua being Deontay Wilder? No. Uh, cause I think Wilder would definitely, you know, he, he has, he just needs that one punch and, uh, usually they don't respond well when he finally gets that one punch, that one punch that it, it's just, that's the one he hits target spot on. He, not many, uh, could, uh, really survive that, survive the round. Don't know if, uh, Joshua will be able to do that, but maybe can he outbox him? He has some room to grow, though. He needs to figure that out. He needs to still, um, he's a special boxer, still needs to utilize and establish and learn how to, um, do that. Not how to do that, but just establish his jab and utilize that to facilitate the victory. Sometimes he doesn't do that. Like with Andy Reese. Imagine what Deontay will do to him. Tyson Fury's another one. Tyson Fury is exactly what Joshua needs to mimic and, do, and try to duplicate every time he's in the ring. Fury knows how to establish the jab, establish the distance, establish that range so he could come in and he knows um, he could read tendencies. He could, um, he could really do what he needs to do to win by points or knockout. And he did Fury... Um, Good luck knocking that man out. It's going to be real interesting what happens. The heavyweight division is definitely open. Definitely think Andy Reese deserves a chance at some champion. Um, don't know. 
uh, what happens in the future. Does he get the loser of uh, Joshua and Fury? I would like to see it. I would see Andy Ruiz being peak condition. So it's gonna be it's a, it's all right open there. And there's a few more boxers also uh, who could. Uh, the attempt to get up a shot at the belt. Because um, after these Fury matches, we don't know what's going to happen with Joshua and Wilder, what's going to happen with Joshua and Fury. Uh, I think it's going to be a real interesting time in boxing. Uh, again, we have a, a, we have Floyd Mayweather coming back. Good God. It, it's going to be against a UFC fighter. Do y'all want to see that? Uh, I think, personally, any any spotlight that shines on boxing outside the casual fan is a win for boxing uh it brings eyes to boxing uh it brings still that feel that the world stops just for one moment uh, i know it's not probably de la Hoya chavez level even for it's not even close to like ali and foreman ali and Winston, uh tyson holyfield tyson and maybe at Douglas, it wasn't up there. Tyson Lewis, uh, but Floyd's up there. Floyd brings the, the the spotlight to the boxing world. So anytime we could do that, and anytime somebody can make a dollar off what the fuck they love to do, or what the fuck, yeah, what the fuck they love to do, that's a blessing. Uh, it's it's gonna be fun to see. I don't know who the fuck he's gonna fight. To be honest with you, don't care. I haven't really been again. It's been a busy ass week for me. We know we all grinding because we love the damn grind. Um, it's really interesting, man. It's going to be really interesting in boxing, and I'm glad the world stopped again for Joshua and Reese. Uh, Reese, God, boy, let's get this right, man. Come on, my guy. Andy Reese, man, I, I, I love the Latino boxer, man. He, That's why I'm, and he's just a normal guy like you and I. So let's go, my guy. Let's get it together. Really love to see that. Another thing I would love to see, Black Widow. Y'all seen the trailer this week. A couple trailers dropped this week. Now was I enjoyed Black Widow's. Um, it's gonna be. It, I guess this is gonna be her, her debut film. It is her debut. Not guessing, but uh, this is gonna be uh, her story. Don't know if this is gonna be uh, before or. I'm sure it's before, but is this before she met um the current Avengers. Uh, it looks like this is like around the time she was on Iron Man two, possibly. We see Hawkeye in here. We see Samuel Jackson. I'm really interested to see where this is gonna lead us. I'm, I'm. I love Black Widow. I love uh, the character. I love the story. I don't know much about the background of the story, but I love what she's done so far. She sacrificed herself for the greater good. You know, she has that that heart. But maybe this movie's gonna really show how she became um, a shield agent. I guess you could say uh, just how she became a. Uh, I guess she has a sister too, so maybe does her sister take over her role in the future um, Marvel films? Who knows? But I really want to see what this film leads to the future. Um, this is, I believe, it's Phase Four in the Marvel universe. I'm really enjoying my Disney Plus, so they got me again. I'm really excited for this movie. Uh, another movie I can't really say I'm dead. I'm not, not. I'm not like, oh man, this is something I've been waiting for all my life. Uh, but I'm really interested in this No Time to Die by James Bond. Uh, with James Bond. I'm really, really um, interested in what this is about. Uh, I, can't, I don't know a lot about the current storyline with James Bond. Yes, GoldenEye is probably my favorite game of all time. Um, Odd Job is my guy. I know about Jaws. I know about uh, the Golden Gun. I know about... Um, I bet you I can name the fucking... 
the actor who plays James Bond uh, in the GoldenEye one. I think it's James Bronson. Don't know. Don't just quote me on that. I think it's James Bronson. I love GoldenEye or I love 007. Love him. Love it. Love it. But what's going on now, I really don't know. But I seen this trailer that was released also. And damn, it's not bad. It's action-packed. Uh, but fuck, don't these trailers give away too much of the story, man? I feel like I know exactly what's going to happen now. I still want to watch it, but it kind of... I just wanted to be a little bit surprised. I want to see these characters for the first time. I want to see um, what the story that James Bond, had, James Bond is having. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I didn't see Spectra. I didn't see any of these but this one for some reason just grabbed my eye uh skyfall i watched a little bit but don't fucking remember all of it to be honest with you i really can't um can't really speak on the new stuff like i said but i'm really excited for that uh another thing i want you guys to i guess be excited about too is this fucking irishman movie you guys have to watch this y'all uh, again and again, I watched it probably four or five times, and, and I think I couldn't really speak about the last time, but let me just give you guys a little bit of a revised, uh, statement. The Irishman is really one of those movies, man, that you really have to pay attention to every fucking detail, and, uh, come up with, just understand what this story is about, and James, Robert De Niro, man, is so fucking great at this uh it's a beautiful film and once you pay attention to all the fucking details you're gonna see at the end like you're gonna you should feel something at the end of the movie you should be um you should get some lessons in life but you know just understand how low what loyalty is with um what loyalty is and what loneliness is and what uh that what life is about, because it's always going to be, you're going to go, it's all cycles, everything's a cycle, everything's a cycle, and this is just, a, we see a glimpse at a cycle of an awesome movie, it's a it's a showing that cycle with the one man, um, it's a glimpse in his life, and God, and just the occurrence, I think people think this is a, Jim, a, a Jimmy Hoffa movie, it's, Jimmy Hoffa is just someone that just came up, in that cycle at a certain time. He was just a part of that cycle. He isn't, it's not about him. He's not the cycle. It's about the Irishman. It's about Robert De Niro's character. Um, and J, J, Jimmy Hoffa was just a person who just happened to be along for the ride until the end of that ride, of course. Um, just watch The Irishman, man. It's so good. It's on Netflix now, y'all. I just, uh, I can't say enough. I can't really, there's so many good scenes. I know, uh, spoiler alert, but when Russell tells De Niro's character in referring to Jimmy Hoffa being murdered or being taken care of or whatever you want to say, and he says it was him or us. And I chose us. And he, I'm sure, it's a, I can't remember phrase phrase, but, you know, he'll always choose us. It's us. It's us over him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> God, God, what a scene. After everything, after everything, you know, if you watch the movie, after everything they went through, that's how he still stuck to his guns. And that's just old school stuff, man. It's real gangster shit. <laughs> it's real, um, 
it's real. It's us or them mentality. And it was just awesome to see, man. It was really, it was a treat. And I hope you guys, I hope Netflix made all their fucking money. Or I hope they make their money back eventually. Because that shit was worth it. I think it was a great, um, great investment. Again, watch the Irishman, Martin Scorsese, uh, Pacino. Pesci, De Niro, other great actors, a lot of actors under your nose too. So check that out, man. What's um? You know what? Time to speak of check out. <laughs> Luke Harper checked out today. WWE released Hampson Car and the Ascension. Now this is what makes this a quick side note. Don't know. Don't really give a fuck about Car and the other two. Sorry, I and I feel bad for saying that. I know. Um, it's not that I don't give a fuck. I'm just not really interested uh, in right now. Talk about Luke Harper. Luke Harper is the big name I have marked in my list. Luke Harper, um, veteran. Been there 10 plus years. Respect his work in the ring. Respect uh, the role that he was given. He did the best he can to uh, how do I say this? To do, he did the best he can to do the character, his character's justice. And let me tell you something: if this man goes to AEW, uh, any wrestling promotion that has the opportunity to uh, to have his to have him under you know under his uh, to have Luke Harper on the roster, I think Luke Harper should definitely change his look. How? Don't know. Um, let's actually look at this right now. We have the internet. And that's what's the crazy thing about the fucking internet. We could actually look at real life shit. And I could tell you right now. I'm looking at Luke Harper. He should shave his beard. He should shave his beard, y'all. And he's going to have to probably go with that Jake Roberts look for a second. Because this man could be something real special. This is what I would do with Luke Harper. Or whatever his name is. Uh, what I would do. We need to change the look. I think the beard looks a little outdated now. Everybody does it. Uh, if we're going to keep the hair long, that's fine. We can have it out. Ponytail, whatever. Um, we got to make him look... We got to make him look different. We gotta reestablish the look. If he goes anywhere, I don't care if it's NWA, AEW, um, MLW, fucking Mexico, fucking Europe, anywhere, Japan, New Japan, fucking Bakersfield, California, and a, a little minor league promotion. I don't give a damn. It's at a fucking church or it's at a motherfucking abandoned warehouse, wherever they have these wrestling shows at, wherever they have them at. Luke Harper needs to shave the beard. Let's shave the beard, my guy. Um, you're no longer going to wear a wife beater ever again in your wrestling career. We're going to do something completely different. Let's change his wardrobe up. Still a dark character. I think he's a natural heel. Um, he has that look. He's able to um, bring you in with his emotions, with his facial features and his facial emotions. His eyes. His eyes tell the story. His eyes are spooky. They're scary. Um, you're staring into an endless... Um, Space of darkness. When I look in Luke Harper, or what the fuck his real name is, uh, let's use that. Let's let's make him menacing, a la Jake Roberts. Uh, really, uh, he's soft and volume, but he speaks volumes with what he's saying. If that makes sense, it's low. 
and but it's so loud in the aspect of what he's saying. He don't need to yell it. It speaks volume for itself. It's what he says is um, impactful. What he says is he means what he says, and he doesn't have to yell it. But you know what the fuck he's serious. It has to be a serious role. Um, let's reestablish that. Let's reestablish his fucking appearance. Let's reestablish uh, his motives. Let's reestablish a character. Something completely different than Luke Harper's ever done. Uh, and he has the talent. And that's why I haven't even mentioned his in-ring capabilities. I don't know why. Because they don't need to be touched. They don't need to be manufactured. They don't need to be... Um, uh, revi revised. They don't need to be anything. Just stay as is. He's a great in ring worker. He's a great wrestler. He's a great athlete. He could do a lot of good things for his opponent. Um, he could get people over. He could get over. Luke Harper's a special guy. Um, not saying the top dog, but given the chance, let's see what the fuck could happen. Change his appearance. He has the face. He has the he has the look. He has the height. He has the face to make you think this motherfucker is real spooky and serious. He's a hound. He will hound you for what he wants. So, I'm really, really happy he got released. Uh, I hope he finds something. He and I hope he finds what he's looking for. Um, maybe he doesn't wrestle anymore, y'all. Who are we to say? You know, we're just assuming that he's going to wrestle again. Um, I hope the Ascension, you know, finds jobs. I hope all these guys will find jobs, and I believe they will. Um, wrestling's at a good time right now. You know, uh, we have two, we have, let's see, one, two, three, four. We have four shows in Prime TV right now. Um, it's going to be, a, it's, it's, it's a good time for Luke to go away. Um, from the WWE, Sin Cara, I hope so too. Maybe unmask, um, or keep the mask on. Everybody needs the Luchador star. Maybe he would give him the chance also. He could shine. But um, do I think his ceiling is as high as Luke Harper? I don't know. The Ascension could go. Um, they could go. I think tag team wrestling. It's a real good time for tag teams. Uh, not a lot, but it's not a lot of good ones. Or there's a lot, but it's not a lot of good ones. The good ones are getting shine and pay, and um, that's what. You always want a good tag team. You can always um, do a lot with that. So Luke Harper got released today. Um, really wish him the best of luck. And man, how in the hell does a robbery lasting 20 miles, mind you 20 miles like from here, Shit. It's like Taft. Midway. That's a long drive. So. When you see that. This UPS driver. Actually let's look him up now again. It's the luxury of the internet. Man. We've seen this. Uh, I know y'all probably seen it too. This UPS truck got shot. By these. You know. By these deputies. These cops. Uh, I guess what happened here. We had a, some armed robberies here in South, it was in Florida, I believe it was in Miami, Florida, don't know exactly what city it was in, but it looks like these uh, guys stole some, some merchandise, some jewelry, um, some diamonds, don't know exactly what um, they took exactly, but they had um, a shootout at that location, the first location, this is, what, this is, um, this is the, um, the jewelry shop they're at, 
they you know had a shootout. Uh, they, this is what cops they had a shootout with. So mind you, at the first location they had a shootout with cops. They're armed and dangerous at this point. Uh, I guess I don't know what the fuck they're doing with. Uh, <coughs> I don't know what the fuck how they got this UPS truck. I think they hijacked it. I don't know if it's something maybe their ride didn't come or this is just a on the fly thing. But or maybe they planned it. They they hijacked this UPS truck. It took him on a 20-mile uh, gun chase or high-speed chase and ended up in the gunfight. And, man, y'all, I'm sure you guys seen it. It was like 50 cop cars on this highway. And when it finally came to a standstill, uh, there was a shootout. you seen these cops hiding behind cars, which I'm, I'm okay. Honestly, y'all, what would you do? Look at the situation you're in. There's bullets everywhere. You would Human instinct is to cover protect ourselves i know it was with, with civilian vehicles um, but god y'all what do you want them what do you want them to do um i don't know what procedure is i'm not a cop at all i don't know how that goes but if they're if these guys are shooting at cops and there's 40 of them and they know they're not going to get us alive and their last resort is just you know die by the gun we're going to go out the blaze of glory God, y'all, and you got to think about these innocent bystanders. How do you know they're not? And I know someone got killed by the police, too, but I don't know. And, yeah, there was 40 cop cars, 80, maybe more than 100 cops, and they all shot at this UPS truck, which is sad. Um, the driver, let me see if they has a driver's name. It looks like it was, what I've heard was it was his first, it was his first day on the job. Uh, his name was Frank Ordonez, Ordonez. There's a Mexican way to say that. I know people are going to roast me for that. Frank Odonias. Um, looks like he was on his first day on the job. Um, and that's what, you know. And that's what happened. He, his first day was fucking, he died. He got shot. He he was, I don't want to say the word murdered, but essentially that's what it is. He was murdered. Um, by the by the police and I'm looking at this chase here mind you this UPS truck is stuck in the middle of this busy ass highway this is bumper to bumper traffic and I don't know I don't know if these people knew yeah they had to look at all these cop cars and look at these cops just surrounding the vehicle which they should do and man you just see all these Fucking bullets spray this UPS truck. You see somebody try to get out. The UPS driver is definitely trying to climb out. And man, you get slumped, y'all. It's it's horrible to see. It's horrible to watch. Good God, he was trying to crawl out. You guys should see the fucking bullets. Good. God, and I'm human, man, no, this is nothing to, but just this world, man, I'm still like, fuck, I can't believe people get killed like this, they get shot, just seeing that gets me fucking goosebumps, um, can't really say if there's a right way or a wrong way to go about things like this, um, did this risk, if this, you guys gotta think, man, if this really, um, reduced the chances of any uh, civilian casualties, uh, you you gotta go all in for that. You gotta definitely say yes. We gotta take the 
the route that's going to lead to the less uh the least risk of human innocent civilians getting hurt killed um it's unfortunate that um it was like one one civilian did get shot and and uh the passenger that's that's excluding the UPS driver um and but damn y'all it could have been 100 people and it sucks that those you know those you know those people are gone, but we definitely gotta look from the other side of the fence. These people also are dangerous, with no sense of remorse or um, sense that what they were doing was not just illegal, but what they were doing was was fucking suicide. It was ridiculous. How do they expect to get away um, when they're sh and here they are shooting at cops, robbing people. I'm not saying they deserve to die. I'm not fucking saying that at all. It's not the point. But you got it. That's what I'm thinking. That's what you have to remember. The type of people you're dealing with. People who don't give a fuck are dangerous. Really fucking dangerous. They have nothing to lose. They will take you out. And yeah, um, and that those people are out there, y'all. And it's fucking scary, I know. Um, but we have to be really honest with ourselves and be realistic with this. Um, it's scary, man. Scary times. And you just hate to see it, man. You just really hate to see it. And, uh, yeah, man. It's about 1 o'clock in the morning. And I'm fucking tired. So I hope you all really enjoyed this. But I'm going to send you guys off. On uh, something just remember, man. I want to try to have a. I'm gonna do my best to get another podcast out. We uh, next week. Uh, hopefully, we get to drop one on the 16th, and we'll drop one on the 23rd, the day before Christmas Eve. Uh, got some good news for you guys, man. We got some. We have some. Um, we definitely have some guests coming soon. Honored to have some of these guests on. Uh, we're, gonna have a, we're gonna have a first on the podcast soon. Um, hopefully, we get some more. Before the end of the year, we all got the many days left though. Uh, but we got some who are gonna bless us. Hopefully, before the end of the year, we're gonna have some first of podcast history, STS history. We have some great, great um, things happening. I want to just uh, tell y'all, thank you again. Um, this podcast means a lot to me. This podcast is uh, one of my favorite things in life to do. I enjoy it. We're getting emotional. <laughs> um, I do this because I think I'm good at it. I think that I could grow and I could uh, um, perhaps build a foundation for something I want in life. Like I was saying earlier about Jay-Z, um, the music building his foundation. Um, I, that's something I really want to do and I want to tell everybody, thank you for booking me. Uh, thank you for believing in me. Thank you for giving me the responsibility to handle your musical entertainment for the night. Uh, this past weekend, I had a, a gig with 70, 80s party. That was really great, really fun, really special, because I think I did something I never did before, and I was just not give a fuck and just rock it. This is the music business, man. I'm still getting paid off music. This is weird. This is wild. Um, and it's something I enjoy. So I really appreciate y'all so much, man, for believing in me. This podcast is special to me. Um, this podcast means a lot. Music means a lot. The DJ gigs mean a lot. So I appreciate y'all so much, man. 
And I want to just uh, end this on this podcast on this note. Uh, this weekend, man, we really, uh, I, I had a lot of self-reflection again. And you think, I'm 28 years old, and I still fucking think I have it all figured out. <clears throat> I think I have it all. I think I know it all sometimes, you know, I think I'm, oh, I know how I react to certain situations and whatnot, and I, I guess we all do, and we're going to always learn till the day we die, and, and Saturday, uh, we got together as a family, uh, every year, this is my, the Irene died back in 2001, we do a Christmas tree. Uh, we decorated the family. Uh, there's brother and sister, my nana, my tata when he was alive. Uh, we all come together beginning of December and put a Christmas tree out for my tia Irene. And this year, I really understood. Uh, this goes by fast, man. We don't know uh, what's going to happen next year. Uh, I remember when Tata used to always, you know, Tata says his talks, he says his speeches. He always said, you don't know if we're going to be here next year. So take care of each other, love each other, because you just never know. Um, we actually went up to see Tata first uh, at the cemetery. It's real beautiful to see him up there. Uh, it's it's the, it's the national cemetery, so he's it's, it's an honor to have him there, and an honor to be there and share his tree, and it's something that you get really sad that this you know Tata was an old man when he passed away. Tata was um, Tata lived a full life. Tata was happy. Tata knew that. He had a great family. He has a great family. And Nana wasn't going to be taken care of. He knew that at the end of his life. He knew he had a he had a plan. And he knew he had everything. At least financially. And his... He knew what he was going to leave behind. So, you don't get sad when life ends. And it's at that point already. Uh, Tata was a 21 Lake Juice. He wasn't 50 like Jay-Z. He was 82. Uh, he, was, he was a good man. He lived a full life. And he knew what he was leaving behind. So, the reason now, you know, you don't want to, you know, say, oh, I wish he was still alive. Because, you know, that probably possibility wasn't, he wouldn't be. You know, thought that uh, would have been, what, nine, uh, let's see here, 28. Let's see. That would have been 92 years old, you know, so I'm not thinking like that. I just get sad when you see uh, April 4th, 2011. And April 4th, 2011, you know, that's for me, that's the day that my, uh, my grandpa passed away. Uh, another day that's special to me because I'll never forget that. First time I ever lost somebody that close to me. So when you see 2011 on that tombstone, and uh, it's 2020, about to be 2020, I just can't believe how fast time flies. And sometimes I can't believe it's been that long since I've seen my tata and I talked to my tata. 
you know, which I, you know, like I said too, I understand this is this the psycho life. You know, death is a beautiful thing at the end of the day. Um, but you could rejoice on the life. You could reminisce on life. You could take lessons in life. You could be happy that it happened. You, you know, you start thinking like. Everybody has to pass, you know, and you start appreciating, you be more mature, be more mature, more, more aware of where you stand emotionally and psychologically. You see that, you know, Tata lived a full life and um, he didn't suffer. And uh, I was lucky to spend 20 years with my grandpa. Um, my my dad was 13 when his grandpa passed away. Uh so just get that, yes, I understand. But when you see 2011, it's like, damn, it's been that long. You get sad, you know. Just that time's going to keep going. And it was like, thought that was was a long time ago, you know. That gets, that gets scary. That scares me a little bit. Because I'll never forget my Tata, but it's been that long since I've seen him. You know, it's just sad that it... Life has to go on, and time's gonna keep flying. Um, and that, hence, when we get to this, this point here, let me, I'm, about, I'm not gonna cry my podcast, but just get deep with y'all. Um, you know, we had our tree for Tata, we had a tree for Tia Irene, and we had our tree for Tia Rick, which sometimes, y'all, it's only been. Seven months, you see that he has a tree now, and that's so crazy. He's gone, you know. The tree symbolizes that they're not here to celebrate with us, and he's gone. Um, and what I say is, uh, to my family, to my love them. And uh, Tata always said he was rich in family. And a lot of things will change in life. Things happen. Things will continue to happen. So things change all the time. Things are going to change. But one thing that's going to remain the same is our love for family. Something that, that has been established and will continue to be established. Didn't say that part. I'm thinking it now, though. But I did say things will change. Things are always going to change. Many things will change. But one thing that won't change is our love for family. And what I meant for that is, um, Theo has a you know Theo and Tia thought they have their trees, <laughs> and um, there's going to be more trees. But we need to continue to be there for each other and love each other. Cause and keep this tradition going of getting these trees done. Because it's family. It's love. And I love my family. Many things will change. But love for family will never change. Shit happens, life is gonna, life, you know, life's gonna throw some obstacles. 
we're gonna have so many changes sometimes. Sometimes it's I seen a video too. My mom showed me this video, and um, it was from two years ago, y'all. Exactly two years ago. You know, my family had some um, recent breakups, I guess you could say. Uh, so my Theo's not there anymore. And you see my Theo, Rick. He passed away, and we're having a fun time, man. We're talking. We're, we're all laughing. We're all interacting. We, you know, we surprised Nana with this um, this gift. So we're all there. They're Rudy, all the cousins, having a fucking fun time, you know. And now it's you know two years exactly later. Someone not here anymore. And um, again, times gonna keep going. Things are gonna change. But the one thing that's never gonna change is my love for family. And um, I hope, I know our next generation is going to continue this tradition of every Christmas, especially this time, you know, the end of the year, we just had Thanksgiving, we're all close, you know, we see each other, we love each other, and we just got to, we're going to get together, Christmas time, this is all, this is the, the month of love and family and giving and um, being grateful and being appreciative and celebrating, uh, you know, love, Jesus did what he did for for us, you know, dying on the cross and whatnot and sacrificing life because of love. Um, if I don't know if you guys believe in that, if you guys don't, that's fine. Um, but that's what this that represents for Christmas, you know. Um, so love, man, love. Goddamn cabal's over here messing with my door. Um, that's in my family. That's what it represents. Uh, again, I'm not a religious person by any means, but. And our, my family, a lot of our families, most of our family, majority of our families, this is the month because we rejoice. And uh, this is our tradition. And we did this since my Thea died in 2001. Doctor got one 10 years later. Theo got one 8 years later. And um, we're going to do it for all of them. And we're going to be together. And we're always going to, I hope we continue to always spend time together after the, you know, the tree. Um, I guess the tree decorating we went to go. Spend time with each other, love, have fun. Um, and I just want to tell y'all, man, y'all keep your families close, man. Whatever bullshit y'all going going on. <laughs> I know there are some circumstances that we cannot forgive. I know we deal with some crazy shit with our family. So I'm not saying everything we got to forgive and forget. But definitely if we can, man, the petty shit, let's get over it. Let's love each other. Let's try to... Uh, bring in the new year on a fucking great note. Let's end the fucking year on a great note. Uh, love each other, y'all. Know we got deep a little bit, but this is what we do. My name is Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, STS Podcast. Thank you for sharing this shit with me. We out.